when Jesus began his ministry, he traveled the dusty streets of Galilee, sharing good news of God's kingdom come to earth. It was a revolutionary thing that he did, uh, not so much because he was the only traveling preacher, but because of the way in which he interpreted the scriptures and made himself known. Bible scholars say that it is very likely that what we call the Sermon on the Mount is that compilation, Matthew's compilation, of excerpts of those teachings as Jesus went from synagogue to synagogue, from town to town. And it's easy to think that this might be the case because Matthew in his writing, in his recording of the Sermon on the Mount, that he was not even called into ministry at that point. If you read your way through the book of Matthew, you realize that Matthew's own calling is told in the ninth chapter of the book, and we're reading from the fifth chapter. What is so profound here, though, is that crowds were following Jesus. They were captivated by the authority with which he spoke, and they wanted to hear what he had to say. Of course, they wanted to receive healing for all manner of illness. They had heard, and it was true, that Jesus was healing every sort of illness and disease. And so they brought to him all those who were sick or who were possessed those that had been permanently injured in some way, they brought them for healing. They knew, I think most of all, that their lives mattered to Jesus. He saw them. He did not speak above them. He did not speak about them. He communicated with them. There was such a deep connection. And they listened because he looked into their eyes. Midway through what we call the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus refers to prayer and how it might be done in the best way. In just a few moments in our service of Holy Communion, we will have a chance to repeat together this prayer that Jesus taught his disciples years and years ago. Pray in this way, Jesus said, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come on earth. What is this kingdom that Jesus imagines. Can't you imagine in your own mind that it had to do with shalom, a sense of peacefulness, maybe a sense of koinonia, what the church might do in forming community in the way that it is supposed to be, where all who are in need receive care and receive attention. I must confess to you that I have a soft place in my heart for Daylight Donuts. I love that establishment. 
God's blessings on Randy, wherever he may be right now. What a beautiful thing it is to have been asked early on this week by a daughter who happened to be at our house, Daddy, would you mind getting some daylight donuts? Even though we all were pressed for time, I jumped in the car and came down to fetch those precious sugary pieces of delight. And when I had purchased what was necessary and even what was unnecessary, I got back in the car and was about to speed home when I looked another half block down the street. And I saw a fella sitting there in a parking lot in his wheelchair. And he had a sign, which I could not read because I was too far away from him. And he simply held it in front of him. I knew that it was obviously a person that was in need. But I had more important things to do. I turned toward home knowing that we were on a tight time schedule. And I thought to myself, when I've had a donut or two and shared a donut or two with my family, I will be back this way toward the office and I will check on this individual who surely will be here. When I came back, I came to the office and told Wendy, I will be back in five minutes. And I went to where he was, but was no more. I do not know who he was, do not know where he went. It may be that some of you do. I hope that you do. But my opportunity to look him in the eyes and to say, we care about you, had been lost. It had evaporated in the moment. You and I need to have our eyes open. I can't help but think that Psalm 146 might have been a favorite of Jesus's. We don't know, but these words are convicting. Happier those whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord, their God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, and who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoner free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. He upholds the orphan and the widow. What a powerful thing it is to think about how Jesus loved people and how people loved Jesus. He loved them and they were very aware. Thomas Merton, a Trappist monk who lived for a time in Kentucky and was associated with Gethsemane, a monastic setting, would travel on occasion into Louisville 
in order to run errands. And on one day, it happened to be March the 18th, 1958, he was standing, as he wrote in his journal, at the corner of Fourth and Walnut. Some of you may know where that is. And he said that in the center of the shopping district, I was suddenly overwhelmed with the realization that I loved all these people, that they were mine and I theirs, that we could not be alien to one another, even though we were total strangers. And if only everybody could realize this, but it cannot be explained. There is no way of telling people that they are all walking around, shining like the sun. I think he tapped into the very heart of God. Junius Dotson, who works for our denomination's discipleship ministries, has packaged all of his writings under the title, See All the People. And he uses the little illustration. Do you all remember it? Here's the church, here's the steeple, open the doors and see all the people, see all the people. And by doing this, he reminds all of us that our eyes are closed. We cannot see all the people. It seems, it appears this way at least, but Christ does. And Christ wishes to through us. Jesus overlooked no one. Hear me say this again. Jesus overlooked no one. The Beatitudes are a window to his observations. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Do you see the poor in spirit? Blessed are those who mourn, do you see those who mourn? Blessed are the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart. Do you see these? Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted. This All Saints Day is a time for paying attention, and not for just those who are remembering sadly the passing of a loved one in this past year. But I specifically want to say to our confirmands today that this is a time for remembering and paying attention to see those that Christ sees. To not go through life and only choose to see who culture tells you to notice, but to see those truly who Christ sees. For there is really no other way to come to this table and to be honest before Christ. We are called to sense the community of the church and the community of the world whom God has so loved 
we are called to see the world as God imagines it.